Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'll get started in just a moment. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you may stay up to date with the latest podcast. And if our podcast brings value to your life, please consider sharing it with family and friends. Thanks for listening. And now here's today's podcast. Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. Isn't it a great day just to serve the Lord? You know, any day that we're standing upright is a pretty good day in my book. Thankful for the opportunity to be able to speak this morning. Uh, I've not been able to stand behind a pulpit in a few months, so... I'm biting at the bit, so to speak, and, but it's just like riding a bike. Once you get up and start doing it again, you start getting the pedals going. So I uh, just want to do an introduction or two here real, real quick. Uh, the, I was about to say old couple, but the older couple than me, that's mom and dad back there, Ray and Marty. Uh, they live in Douglasville. They're the ones that started this whole mess. So, uh, Three years back or so, my youngest daughter, Caitlin, got married to Cody. That's them right there. Hey, hey, yeah. About two weeks ago, uh, my oldest daughter, Taylor, got married. Her and uh, JT. I was privileged enough to be able to do the wedding. I would have both of them, as a matter of fact. But uh, after about three minutes of walking her down the aisle, uh, it was an outside wedding, and the heavens opened up, and God has a sense of humor. We all got soaked, but hey, they're, they're married, so that's the main thing. And then last but surely not least, my wife, Terry. On Friday, we celebrated 33 years of marriage. I only had to look back a couple times before I realized that God had given me a good woman. And I'm so thankful for it. It's really easier to go through this life with a helpmate. And I'm so thankful for her. Today, I want to bring you a message that the Lord has given to me, and it's, it's something that is always dear to my heart. Uh, the title of my message today is From Nothing, Something. And once you get to know me and hear my stories and such, you'll find out that I am big on the blessings of God. I think that the Lord blesses us beyond measure. And the blessings that he continues to bestow upon me, in spite of me, are just awesome. And I hope to uh, speak a little bit more about this today. Let's go to the Lord. Father, we just love this morning. Father, I just thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to bring your word. Lord, I do not take it lightly. Father, just pray that uh, lives would be touched, lives would be changed, Lord, hearts and minds would be open to receive what you would have today. Bless the message, and especially bless the messenger. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. 
So a question for you. At what point do I put my whole trust in God? At what point do I put my whole trust in God? Is it not true that sometimes when things in our life are going really good, that we tend to put God on the back burner? We, we tend to got, put God, you know, back there. Sunday, he's, all, he's front burner, front central, all that good stuff. Praising his name, glorifying his name. He is worthy to be praised. Monday through Saturday. Hmm. We feel that we have everything under control. So why do we need to waste God's time in talking to him or finding out more about him through his word? Let me tell you, the, the, the Word of God, my Bible's here, it's big, it's heavy, it's proud, but it's my map. Uh, I have a few Bibles, and all of my Bibles have scribble in them. Terry says I don't have very nice handwriting, so I consider it a scribble. But I take notes, I highlight things, because it it touches my life every time I read it. But we don't put our whole trust into God until we are at the end of our rope. We have nowhere else to go. It's not until that time that we are God's best bud. Once you come to the end of that rope, you have nowhere else to go. It's not until things start to go south that we ever really focus on God like we should. Even then, when things are a little turbulent, we sometimes have the feeling that, hey, God, I got this. You can take a breather on this one. We believe we can get through the thick and thin and give God a breather. Can I tell you that is the furthest thing from the truth? Don't put God on the back burner. We were created, you and I were created to praise him. Not just on Sundays. So there's no need to put him on the back burner. He does great things every day of the week. 365, 366 days a year. All the time, every time, and it's all good. In doing so, sometimes we can have things in our life that maybe shouldn't be there. Maybe we're holding on to something that God wants gone. That's why we are in the shape that we're in. Maybe there is something in our life that we're just kind of holding on to and we shouldn't be. Many times, in my life anyways, I have to come to a point where I was at rock bottom and the only way to look was straight up to God. There have been many times in my life that I felt like I knew I was at the point where I could not take care of the situation any longer, that I needed a higher power. I knew I had to start from nothing to get to something because nothing is all I had. Another thing about me is that I don't use the word problem or problems because it has a negative connotation to it. I might have issues in my life. I've always got issues, but I'm never going to have a problem because there's nothing that goes on in my life that God can't fix. And I honestly believe that. I stand firm on that. Even now, I have to get rid of little stupid stuff in my life because I want to create plenty of room in here 
in here to let God bless me. But why do we wait so long to start trusting in God? We know that in the end we're going to be calling on Him anyways. So why not start there first? Are we not willing to put Him first? Are we not willing to get rid of the junk in our lives to give God plenty of room to bless us? Do we not serve a miracle-working God? Do we not serve a miracle-working God? I believe we do. A favorite story of mine in the Old Testament is found in 2 Kings chapter 4. This is talking about the widow's oil. and It's one of my favorite stories. One of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, has died. You know that your servant feared the Lord. Now the creditor is coming to take my two children as his slaves. Elisha asked her, What can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She said, Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go and borrow empty containers from everyone, from all your neighbors. Do not get just a few. There were instructions here. God gives instructions. Then go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour oil into all these containers. Set the full ones to the side. So she left. After she had shut the door behind her and her sons, they kept bringing her containers, and she kept pouring. When they were full, she said to her son, Bring me another container. But he replied, There aren't any more. Then the oil stopped. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debt. You and your sons can live on the rest. This story can really hit home today because each and every one of us can put our names in the spots of mother and sons. I can put my name in there because there have been plenty of issues in my life that I needed a higher power, I needed to turn to God, and I needed something fixed. And I needed it fixed quick. First off, this woman was in a real situation. She started with something. Her husband, as some say she was the widow of Obadiah the prophet, he had provided for her and her two sons for years. Then when he dies, she goes from something all the way down to nothing. She was about to lose absolutely everything, even her sons. I can't, even, I can't fathom something like that. She goes to the man of God because she knows in order to get something, I love this part that is on these pages right here. She goes to the man of God because she knows in order to get something, you have to get up and do something. She may have even seen God perform miracles through him, so she goes to Elisha. Now, just a couple chapters earlier in 2 Kings chapter 2, Elisha, he had witnessed his mentor, Elijah, taken up to heaven in a whirlwind. So he is on a heavenly high. So he asked this question to her, what can I do for you? He knew right then and there that God was going to do something great. Now, if you look back, say, when Elijah was there, Elijah and Elisha are walking, and they go to a few villages. And Elijah would always tell Elisha, you stay here, I'm going to such and such. Elisha would always say, no, 
as long as I live and as long as your soul lives, I'm going with you. So they would go. And when it finally came to the point where Elijah is about to be caught up, Elijah asked this question to Elisha. What can I do for you? And it's one of my favorite parts of the Bible. Elisha says, look, if, if you're giving me this option, if you're asking what I want, I'm going to take all I can get. I don't just want a blessing. I want a double portion. I want a double portion of that blessing, of your spirit. Elijah says, okay, if you see me when I'm caught up, you'll take it. But if you don't see me when I'm caught up, you're not going to get it. So if, if I was Elisha, I would not have left his side because I want that blessing. I'm going to do something to where I can get that double portion. Another part about that is if you've ever heard of you know, passing on the mantle, Elijah, his mantle that he wore, uh, when he, they were crossing over the Jordan, you know, he took his mantle off, he slapped the sea, the Jordan River, and they go over on dry ground. And then afterwards, Elisha obtains that mantle. So it was kind of handed down, so to speak. To assume the role of leadership with a mantle was a great privilege back in those days. And, you know, God is asking us right now, he's asking you, what can I do for you? Elisha said, tell me what you have. She said, all I have is this little jar of oil. Now, this jar of oil, the only something that she had in the house was virtually nothing. It was probably some cooking oil or olive oil used to feed her and her sons. And before long, that would be used up too. I remember my grandmother, she had this old coffee can that would sit on the stove and it had grease or lard in it. Nasty stuff to look at. Nasty stuff to look at. But man, it sure didn't make that food taste good. It was nasty grease and stuff, but it made the food taste good, so it was kind of beneficial, maybe. But you know, if anyone can take absolutely nothing, if they can take absolutely nothing, the scraps in our life, and turn it into something really good, is God. The scraps in my life, he can make something worthwhile. I guarantee you, it was not nasty anymore. When God provides a blessing, there's nothing minor about it. It's always major. You know, God does not use a measuring cup when he is pouring out blessings. So with Elijah's instructions, she goes, she and her sons get empty vessels and empty containers from everyone around the village. The woman and her sons, they go home and they shut the door. Now, I believe many times in our lives, we are on the verge of a major miracle. But we feel like things are getting a little bit too hard or too difficult. So we stop. We decide not to follow God's instructions, and we end up short of our blessing or our miracle. You know, the, this walk of faith that we are on as Christians, it is sometimes a walk of perseverance. When the answer does not come the first time, 
too many times we stop. Okay, I don't guess I'm going to get this one. I'll just wait until the next one. No, as people of faith, the first time it doesn't happen, you don't stop. You ask again. When you're a toddler, you're a baby, you're a teenager, ask for something, you say no. Does that stop them? No. As a grandfather, I've got two grandkids, Cameron and Nova, and I've got two pinkies. And pretty much whatever they want, Pop's going to do the best that they can get it. Why? Because I love them. And because I can send them back home to their parents. <laughs> but what happens next? Elisha instructed her to go home and shut the door. Why did he instruct her to go home and shut the door? Because human nature says, look at me. See what I did. This is what I have accomplished. Kind of like what pastor was talking about, being boastful about it. But God says, let you and me go in there, and we're going to shut the door, and we're going to take care of business. That's God's way. Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. God does not need an audience to do great things for you. God does not need an audience. Sometimes your miracles are for you and your family only. They're private miracles. So find that secret place on a regular basis and see what great things God will do. Y'all remember that song, Shut the Dough, Keep Out the Devil? Anyways, they begin to pour oil into each and every container that could be found. God provided the oil until one of the sons said there were no more containers. This particular miracle had an expiration date. Do you know some of our miracles have expiration dates? God's going to say, I'm going to do this for this amount of time. So you kind of have this, that amount of time in order to get in all you can take. It, it, sometimes it reminds me of those uh, money things, you, money closets you can get into. With, they turn the, the wind on and all the money starts flying. You've got 30 seconds to start grabbing all these $100 bills. And then when the wind stops, you don't get any more. Well, with God's miracles, he's got $1,000 bills in there. And he wants you to get all you can get because his miracle is going to have an expiration date. So this particular miracle had an expiration date. It had what's called an if-then statement. If you keep finding vessels to pour into, if you keep providing empty space for the miracle to fill, then the oil will continue to pour. Once you fill all the vessels that you have provided, the oil will stop. Several years ago, taking computer classes, we did, I found out about this if-then statement. And in computer language, if I want this program to do that, then I have to put in these certain vocabularies and things of that nature. And I've, I've never forgot about that. And oftentimes when I'm reading Bible stories and things like that, you know, I often think about that, you know, God says if this happens, then something else happens. If my people 
will humble themselves and call upon my name. Then, if then, then I will do this. Do we ever cut our miracle short by not providing enough vessels? Here, Lord, here's my wallet. You can use it, do what you need to with it, bless it. Here, it's yours. But most of the time, God's saying, dude, I want your wife's purse. It's a whole lot bigger. I want to be able to bless you a lot, not just the size of a wallet. I want a big purse from nothing but a little jar of oil to something in all the provided vessels that was worth a lot. Now that she had these vessels of oil, olive oil, they were worth a lot of money. Trust me, go down to Kroger and look at how much olive oil is. It was worth a lot. They were able to sell the oil to pay off their debts, but God didn't stop there. They had enough to live on for a whole long time. When we put all of our trust in God, great things are going to happen. God has never failed me yet. I'm big on blessings because I know that God loves me. I know that he wants to take care of me. That's why I was created, so that he could take care of me. I praise him and give him all the glory, and he takes care of me. I like that relationship. You know, I learned few years back, three, four years ago, that when an issue would arise in my life, that I needed to go ahead and put God first. Because, as I said earlier, I'm going to end up with him anyways. So why would I put God on the back burner? Why would I keep him last when I could put him first and get the issue resolved quicker? So it, it, even the simple stuff, I would lose my car keys. All right, God, we've got to find these car keys. And it's like I would remember where they are or they would just kind of fall from the sky and poof, and there they are. You know, God takes care of me that way. He loves to provide for his children. Yes, he has a sense of humor. Making it pour down on a wedding. But they're married. That's all that mattered. You know, all the other stuff is just stuff. Back in 2017, I was able to get Ford Escapes for both my daughters. Went to the dealership to buy a truck, and I learned real quick that wasn't going to happen. So I was talking to the dealer and said, look, this is what's going on. Uh, God knew that we had to have another vehicle in our family. So he and I talked a little bit, and we're, we're, he says, well, I have these escapes. And where I work, we used to use those escapes, but they were the boxcars. I said, no, I don't like those little boxcars. He said, well, these aren't boxcars. He said, they're titanium editions. I said, what's that? He said, well, it's got all the bells and whistles and shape and all that kind of stuff. I said, well, let me see them. So I go over there and look at them, and I liked them. I thought they would be pretty good for the girls. And, uh, well, for, for Taylor anyways. So we started doing all the paperwork, and just like Elisha, I knew that God was doing something great in my life. I knew that I was on the verge of that miracle, that Taylor was going to be able to get a car. So I'm standing there, and I'm thinking like a kid. You know, I want to get all I can get. I'm going to 
push my parents to see how far this button will go. So I'm kind of there and talking to God. He and I are having this conversation. And uh, I'm like, Lord, I really do thank you for this Ford Escape Titanium Edition for Taylor. But I said, wait, I have Caitlin too. <laughs> and so fortunately, both my daughters were able to drive off the lot with the cars. Huge blessing in our life because God knew that Taylor needed a reliable vehicle. God knew that Caitlin was uh, process getting licensed and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, so she needed to have something to drive to. And everything worked out beautifully. And I thank the Lord for it. This miracle with the woman in the oil, it is a physical miracle. There was a, a, a physical substance there. But what about the spiritual miracles in our lives? Do you know there are spiritual miracles? When we receive salvation, that is a spiritual miracle, especially for a lot of us. You know, I, I'm thinking about uh, Mitch and his testimony last week. What an awesome testimony. You know, to, to hear of somebody just total 180, turning their life over to the Lord. Psalms 91, it says, He who dwells in the secret place behind closed doors, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow or the protection of or the blessings of the Almighty. How often do we come to God looking for something? But we're not empty enough to be filled back up. We're not providing enough of a vessel. We're not providing enough vessels to be filled. Can you imagine what would happen if the woman just had two little pots? She just went into her house. She grabbed the two, three pots that were empty sitting there, and that's all she used. She didn't want to have to go out to the village to get anything else. She didn't want to have to bother anybody hey, can I have some empty vessels? What you need them for? I don't know. This guy told me to get empty vessels. So I'm getting empty vessels. No, she had faith. She knew that if she put her faith in God, if she persevered, that great things were going to happen. And I'm so glad she did. But in our own lives, we're not providing enough of a vessel to be filled. We have junk in our lives that if we would loosen it or get rid of it, there would be more room in our life for a blessing. More room in my heart for a blessing. More room for the blessings of God to come to me and to my family. And you know that God comes with blessings upon the church family too. When we uh, started coming to this church, uh, Terry and I were just blown away with the love of this church. We'd been going to church in Marietta for 15, 20 years. And, uh, but we knew it was time that we needed to uh, get closer to home, so to speak. And when we started coming to this church, uh, you know, COVID and all this other kind of st stuff was going on. So we had looked at a few churches online. Everybody's doing that. But, you know, there, there's great churches out there and there's not great churches out there but I'm glad God loves them all and we started looking at this place 
I had I know a couple of people that were coming here and started you know talking to them and said yeah you know come on it's a great place so we did started looking at the uh, some of the online services and as a matter of fact the first service that I saw was uh, when Bree got up and there, all these people were over here talking about their different groups and how they needed people I'm like well we're people it's a lot closer to home and you know Satan told me Satan said you know it's not an assembly of God church you're AG you have been for 53 years I'm like well yeah but it's still God's people I, I learned a few years back that uh, religion can get too organized religion can put on regulations and procedures and policies and dude I don't care do you love God do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior are you blood washed gives me goosebumps do you believe in the rapture whether you believe it or not it's gonna happen whether you believe it or not I'm out of here I thank God that uh, his word just explains everything revelation is uh, probably my favorite book in the Bible I love all the stuff that it talks about and one of the great things about revelation is that when all these things happen I'm not going to be here but I just want to know what's going to happen when I'm gone and all these eccentric out of the box type things if you haven't figured it out I'm out of the box but all these out of the box type things that we read in revelation you know all these beasts and snakes and eagle heads with four legs you know all this stuff might seem far-fetched in our mind but it's going to happen and I'm just so thankful so I want to encourage you this morning find your secret place and shut the door put all your trust in God why first Peter 5 7 casting all your cares or your worries or your stress or your wants or your desires or your hurts your likes your good your bad you fill in the blank casting all your cares upon him why because he cares for you he cares for you you know somebody else in this church here that cares for you is that couple sitting right down there in the front when Terry and I started you know there's a lot of preachers out there there's a lot of preachers but there's not a lot of shepherds and this couple down here they're, they're shepherds and we've listened to him and we have taken this not just listened to him we've taken the stuff and applied it to our lives there's a difference I try not to just be a Sunday Christian. I try to live the life. That's what we're called to do. When God saved us at the altar, 
or in your pickup truck or at the feature tall, wherever you got saved, you were changed. And what does the word say then? It says to go, do something, spread my gospel. So do you know you're all missionaries? Mm. Start talking about God. Live the God life. Another message. From nothing to something. Let go and let God do something miraculous with the nothings in your life. Man, he loves you. He wants to bless you. Let's be open and receptive to that. Let's clean out all the junk in our lives so we have plenty of room. Let that oil just be multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. Man, it don't get no gooder than that. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Do you love him this morning? He sure is a good God. My pastor was talking about the, the Greek stuff, Zeus and Apollo, and all of, they make good fictional movies. But that's it. But my God, the God that provides for me and my family, my God, the one that's just hung on that cross, died for me. He died for me. He died for you. The sinners out there, he died for them. Man, he loves you. Do you get that? Let God love you. Let him bless you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just worship your name, Lord. Lord, we just lift holy hands to you, Father with open hearts, open minds. Father, just pray you would just empty this vessel of me. Lord, in spite of me, get rid of all this junk. Lord, I just ask your forgiveness upon my life, Lord God. Lord, wash me. Wash this vessel. Lord God, make me as white as snow. Lord, fill me with your love. Fill me with your blessings. Fill me with all that you would have, Lord God. Lord, I, I pray for wisdom and boldness, Lord, to speak your truth, to, pre to speak your gospel, Lord God. Lord, to just live the life that I'm supposed to live. Father, we're so gracious. We just thank you for all the, the things you, you, you just continue to do for us. Lord, I, I thank you for the air that I breathe the light switch that provides the air, the key that turns on my car. Lord, all these things, I take nothing for granted. Lord, we just praise your glorious name. Father, as we go out the rest of this day, this week, Lord, just be with us, guide us, and lead us in all that we do. Bring us back as a body at the next appointed time, Lord God. We love you. We thank you for all these things in the blessed name of Jesus. And everybody says... Amen. God bless you.
We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's Covenant Living broadcast. To find out more information about our ministry, just visit our website at www.covenantlifewestga.org. You can find this video there on our homepage. Just click the YouTube button and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a call at 770-537-3747. That's 770-537-3747. At Covenant Life, our mission is to go and make disciples by being real, relational, and reaching. Be sure to join us next week for more Covenant Living with Pastor John Butler.